my success and how things have gone for me have been, are directly related to the level at which I share vulnerably and authentically. Welcome to A Congruent Life, where we share inspirational stories of authenticity and happiness. A Congruent Life is an interview project sharing the stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, discovering their passions, and living authentic, amazing lives. Here's your host, Andy Gray. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of A Congruent Life. My name is Andy Gray, and thanks for joining us here today. Really appreciate you spending your time to get inspired by some of these stories that we share with it. This is episode 39, and today I'm delighted to talk with Heather Strang, who is a writer and coach in Portland. Heather discovered that surgery didn't solve her health issues like she expected. Instead, she found herself on an amazing journey of healing, self-discovery, and new directions. She shares some great insights that she gained the hard way about poverty, abundance, and self-worth. I'm talking today to Heather Strang, who is an author and an energy healer and has a lot of interesting things going on in her life. Heather, welcome to A Congruent Life. Thanks so much, Andy. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. It's really great to have you on. We've been trying to connect for several months now, so I'm glad that we finally made it happen. Yes. So let's just start with at a high level, Heather. Can you introduce yourself to our audience? Ah, thank you. Yes, so it was great when you asked me the question, how would someone at a party introduce you? Because it's been it's been quite the progression and, and quite the journey for me. I always knew that I wanted to be a writer, and that was sort of like core in me from the age of 12. I remember announcing to my mom, like, Mom, I'm going to be a writer. Like, it was the most magnificent thing ever. And her looking at me like I was crazy Uh, (laughs) and that there was just no way that was going to happen. She was like, yeah, you might want to choose something a little more practical, honey. So I really did. And I worked in marketing and PR. I took those words to heart. So I did the whole corporate thing. And um, I've had just this really amazing journey where life and particularly my body keeps leading me to what's more in alignment for me. So I guess if I was going to introduce myself at a high level, I'd say I'm certainly an individual who um, has been stubborn at times and who literally I've been led to this path of now being an author and an energy healer through my own life experiences and really letting life be the teacher. And it's been a continual reminder to surrender and that there is a higher order um, and a higher energy running the show that I need to surrender to more often. And once I've hit that place of really surrendering to this higher order that's at work in all of our lives, but certainly really apparent in my life, um, my life has just expanded in ways I never thought possible. And I'm just having just the coolest life ever that I never saw coming, which is really fun. That's awesome. Let's start maybe with the, that early part of the story that you uh, that you alluded to there about when you were a teenager, your mom said, do something practical. Mm-hmm. So what did that look like for you? You know, um, practical never was something that turned me on too much. But I understood that, um, you know, we grew up in poverty. And so my mom, you know, said those words to me because she didn't want me continuing that. She really wanted me to do something 
that would allow me to make a good living. And so for me, because I was naturally an extrovert, that became sales. Um, and then that morphed into marketing. And then I learned I could use my writing, you know, my love of writing with marketing and PR. And so I really, I just sort of let life take me down that path because it seemed like the quote unquote practical right thing to do. But about year 10, my soul was dying. And I remember specifically having a corporate job. Not that there's anything wrong with corporate jobs, but for me in particular in this situation, it just was not a good fit. I was literally like crying on my lunch hours. Like it was just a terrible job for me. And I really felt my soul was just calling me to do something more. And I'd been freelancing on the side, you know, kind of dipping my toe into the writing world. And I was just so miserable in this job that I finally didn't care. I didn't care anymore about how much money I was going to make. At that point, I was making the most money I'd ever made in my career, and I'd never been more miserable. And I just didn't care anymore. I didn't care that mom thought I needed to be more practical. I was just like, I'm out. I can't do this. And so I had one $300 a month writing gig and I went for it. And I had like maybe two grand in the bank. So I was like, I don't care. I'm doing this because I cannot stand another minute working, working in marketing and PR. And literally I've never turned back. So I've been working for myself and I'm working in more of the healing arts since then. We love sharing those kinds of stories. In fact, we talk about similar stories often on, with our guests on Incongruent Life, where people find themselves living out this script, yes. going down a, a path that maybe is expected of them, quote unquote, expected of them by parents, by society, by whatever. And then they sort of get to this place of saying, you know what, this isn't working for me. I need to reinvent my life in a different kind of way. Yes. So it sounded like that's exactly what happened for you. When you got to that point, do you have a sense of where where the courage came from from that, I guess. You know, it's a it's a big thing to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop this job that I'm making all this money at and I I'm gonna value myself enough to go do something different. You know, that's a great question. I think, you know, one part of it, and this is something I've witnessed throughout my journey, is that I seem to need to get to that bottom point of just like I can't take another second before I will make the shift. And so there was that. And then there was also this realization that I was making the most money I'd ever made, but I was still living paycheck to paycheck. And I found that really interesting because I didn't have a, a lot more in bills. I, I couldn't like make sense of that. But now I know I had some really strong belief systems operating around poverty and lack. So it didn't matter, you know, how much the, the quote unquote paycheck was until I did my inner work to address my sense of worth and my ability to really receive money and abundance into my life, it wasn't going to happen for me. So there was seeing that like, I'm not really in any better of a financial position. I'm crying every day. I'm miserable. I'm out of here. And, and then I took some very specific actions, one of which being I got involved with a coach who was a law of attraction coach. And I joined a group, a coaching group of law of attraction folks. And I would not let myself entertain the idea of failure, not once. I would feel those feelings of fear come up and I would be like, we are not going there because if we open that box, we're going down a whole road we don't want to be in. I knew enough about the law of attraction to know I couldn't go there. So I really you know, made a commitment to myself. And I think that was a big turning point for me because I did commit to myself and doing what made me happy and made me feel good above all else, above what other people said, above what society would say is the smart thing to do. 
you know, people said flat out, you can't make it as a freelancer. You know, I didn't have hardly any money in savings. I didn't have a plan. And I thrived in that environment for over two years working full time as a freelancer until the universe brought me the next piece of the puzzle. But I really, really, truly believe that when we are in alignment and we really follow that deep core. And for me, it was very guttural at that point. It was just like, okay, I got to go because I feel like I'm dying. When we focus on like what we need and we take action from that place, we will absolutely be supported. We have to do the work, right? I wouldn't let myself entertain the thought of failure. And so failure literally was not an option for me in that scenario. And I feel like that really made a difference for me. Those are such deeply held beliefs and so common about lack and abundance and tying that all in with our sense of self-worth. Yes. Uh, I hear those stories all the time. What advice would you give to people that are maybe in a similar kind of position where they're wrestling with this, this sense of, of lack and tying that back into their self-worth? Yeah. And what I found through my journey, Andy, is that really our relationship with money is a direct reflection of our relationship with ourself. And we will receive money in abundance to the level with which we love and believe that we deserve to live abundantly. This is actually a work that I'm doing a lot with folks right now around living in their abundance and healing the scarcity consciousness that really has been a huge part of our culture. And it's a real opportunity I feel that we have in the Western world to heal this. And as we heal it for ourselves, we're healing it for one another. And I really believe we have the opportunity to raise the vibration of the entire planet into one of more um, abundance and less around scarcity and lack, because this is not the truth of who we really are. You know, I have been in situations, as I think we all have, where I had all that money coming to me and I still couldn't keep it because I didn't believe that I deserved it. I didn't believe that I was worth it. And only when I did my inner work around my self-worth did my money story change. And it's been really phenomenal for me. My business has tripled. My income has tripled in the past less than a year since I began really investigating these stories that I had around my worth and then started doing that investigation with folks I work with. And then the characters in my novels have the same experience of, oh, it's not about the external. It's about doing that work on the inside. So the biggest piece of advice I would give anyone who's wanting to heal the scarcity and lack story is to really do some focused work with a practitioner that you resonate with, a practitioner who's walking their talk, who's living abundantly, um, and really do some focused work on your self-worth. And that is just amazing how it will change the money story. You briefly alluded to the next chapter of the story. Uh, <laughs> so what, what was the next chapter of the story for you? So I, um, I was freelancing successfully, so sort of like nailed that, was running my own business. It was going really well, but I was doing a lot of journal journalism. That was, you know, my, my main area of writing. And I just felt this sense of wanting to do more. I wanted to have a bigger contribution. I knew there was more for me to give. So I, um, began asking for guidance around what, you know, what that might be. So around that time I began a meditation practice and I was soon connected with um, an organization that provided success coaching for um, adults who were going back to school. And I'd finished my degree by the age of 30. So I really wanted to support other adults in finishing their education. And I got all the training. So I, I um, went back to just freelancing on the side, got all this training to do this coaching. 
and ended up coaching over 500 individuals, supporting them um, in being successful with their academic career and therefore kind of charting a new course for themselves. But I still wasn't going deep enough. And so um, I had two pretty significant health experiences where I um, manifested a cystic tumor on my left ovary that was so large, it couldn't fit in my body anymore. And I had to have emergency surgery. And this was really scary for me because I never had any sort of physical health challenges to that extent. Um, and what was so fascinating is that we had, I had the emergency surgery. Okay. Tumors out. You should be fine. And I continued to get more and more sick. And there was, it was really without explanation. So I was going to all these naturopaths and um, acupuncturists because Western medicine was like, we took it out. You should be fine now. And, and that certainly wasn't the case. So I really went on this journey to heal my body, but I really did it from a perspective of I need this thing to heal me. I really wasn't quite there yet to look and be like, what is this really about for me? What is my body really telling me? And through a series of synchronistic events, I was led to the healer John of God in Brazil and had a radical healing while I was there. Um, and the minute I he came into my space, I met someone who told me about her experience with him. I began having dreams about him. I knew I was supposed to go and I received a psychic surgery. And within two weeks, I had gained all of my weight back. I'd become very, very emaciated. I was very sick. Um, and completely healed all of this trauma that was happening in my reproductive system within two weeks. And that was really like the next chapter of my life because that opened up a whole world to me that I had no idea had existed had I not gotten so sick. And what I realized is that there are very specific messages that our body is always giving us. And that getting sick is not like this annoying thing that happens in our life, but it's actually our body trying to save us from ourselves. And so that really opened the next door for me of going beyond the coaching and going deeper into healing work um, and recognize that I had some kind of gift for it that I had no idea was there. And that's around the same time the novels started coming through me um, and people started reading the books and having healing experiences from reading the books and everything has really just taken off from there. Once I recognized that my body wasn't punishing me, that there was something really divine and beautiful happening within me, it really, it, it changed my entire life. It really catapulted me to the next level. Now let's talk a little more about that point. Um, in, in fact, you and I had talked about this just over the last week uh, in terms of the relationship of body and emotion and healing work that we're doing on many different levels. Can you talk a bit about, kind of elaborate perhaps, on some of those learnings for you? Yeah, absolutely. This has really been, you know, my my big path. My body has really been my greatest teacher, which I, know I never again saw coming, but has really been this incredible experience um, for me. And so let me see where I would love to share most with you on this. There's so many things that are, our bodies are tuning forks. They really are our guide. And when we can look at our body in that way, we begin to have a completely different experience with life. And so it also, you know, my body led me to the self-worth piece around money. I mean, it really all is connected. And so um, one of the things that I work with clients on and, and one of the things that Body Talk, which is the primary modality that I facilitate, 
works with is really connecting with our body and finding out what are you what are you wanting to tell me and one of the the best ways we can do this is to sit in meditation and sit quietly and focus in wherever we feel pain in our body so wherever it might just be tension or we may have a very significant pain somewhere in our body and to go into that pain and to really relax and breathe into it and ask that pain what it has to tell us. And what was so surprising to me is there is a huge dialogue happening there. There is a lot that our body wants to tell us. Um, things that we haven't let ourselves feel, um, maybe grief we haven't let ourselves process, um, maybe anger that we've stuffed away because it didn't feel appropriate to have the anger just then. I mean, these stories are literally in our tissues, in our cells. And when the body manifests illness, it's really doing protective work for us, which was which has been a recent insight for me. Um, I've worked with several folks with cancer um, and I've worked with a host of chronic illnesses, anxiety, depression. Um, and what I realized from working with the illness is that it's really not about the illness. It's about the body trying to protect us and get us to a, a better place emotionally than we were. And so I've decided to head that off by working with individuals on these emotional pieces. And so now the bulk of my work is working with women in sexual healing um, because as women, our reproductive systems have so many gifts to give us. And it's actually the place where we can be the most abundant and creative from. And also working with folks on their self-worth story and healing the money relationship by working on the deservedness and feeling our worth. And this worthiness piece is really at the core of all illness and us not fully accepting, embracing and living our worthiness. And so it's just been this really magical journey that started, you know, with a, a perceived trauma of, you know, having this tumor on my ovary. And it, it completely has changed my life in such a way that I don't even live life in the same way because my body is my guide. And so I'm continually checking in with it and having conversations with it, making sure that I'm feeding it the food that it wants, making sure I'm giving it the exercise that it wants, really letting my body be my guide. And I believe that this is a really radical way to live, but a really powerful way to know ourselves on the deepest level possible. So you had this amazing healing experience and a bunch of associated growth that came with that. How did that piece of your story intersect with this pull that you felt as a teenager to, that I want to be a writer? What's the kind of the relationship between the healing and the writing? I know, right? You wouldn't see that coming. I didn't either. So because I began doing this work and getting to know myself on these deeper levels, um, you know, having a daily meditation practice is a must, um, especially for anyone who's wanting to really know themselves and really heal their life experience. Um, and so through my daily meditation practice, I started getting messages and I started getting messages that I was to write fiction. Now, I have never written fiction before in my life. I've never had any desire to write fiction. That is not I considered myself a serious author. I was a nonfiction writer. Um, but I started getting these messages and every month I would get a new message. So I'd be sitting in meditation and I would just hear like, you're supposed to write fiction. And I would laugh and be like, that's crazy. I, you must have sent the, the mes wrong message to the wrong person. Um, and then I got a message. You're supposed to write romance. And I was like, that's even more hilarious and not going to happen. But thanks. 
Um, and then I went and saw one of my favorite teachers, um, Esther Hicks in Portland. And as I was driving back from seeing her, the entire storyline to a novel, which ended up being my novel, The Quest, which um, has been optioned for a film. And we just signed um, for a publishing deal with White Cloud Press. So that whole storyline just came into my consciousness. I ran home. I typed up the outline and just kind of sat here and went, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to write a romance novel that has healing energy infused in it. And it's about what? <laughs> it was just completely blew me away. Um, I resisted it for a full year. So I just fought with the story and I was just like, I don't want to write this. I'm a nonfiction writer. Um, but finally, the messages kept coming in um, more strongly. I needed to finish the story. It was really important. And, and what ended up happening, and as I just let, as I surrendered and let the story come through me, is that what was happening is that um, it's a magical story that's a lot of fun to read, um, but it also is teaching folks about um, energy medicine and law of attraction and what's possible in life when we surrender to the magic. And so that's where the two really came together. And then I was asked to bless the novels um, with healing energy from John of God in Brazil and also just the intention that all who read it have a, you know, have a healing experience. And I was guided to self-publish it through um, Amazon ebook and then recently, again, as I mentioned, um, all three of the fiction novels are being picked up by White Cloud Press. So that's sort of how it all came together. And again, it, it was me having to keep getting out of the way and letting it come through because I was really convinced that was not the path <laughs> for me. But turns out it is. Interesting. Isn't it yeah. funny how these stories come? Oh, uh, it just in such unexpected ways. And, and maybe that's a good time to, to ask deliberately about authenticity, you know, which is what this show is all about. It's it's about sharing stories of authenticity. And uh, in many cases, maybe that's, that's getting out of our own way. So so given this experience for you, this unexpected writing a spiritual romance novel, what does authenticity or, or living authentically or congruently mean to you? I love that. And, and that's why I um, really love what you're creating here, Andy, because I believe that's what we're all so hungry for. I think we see that with um, the rise of Brene Brown's work around vulnerability studies and really like telling our speaking our truth and doing so in just a really beautiful, authentic way. I think we're all really hungry for living from this place because for so long we were living in the masks. You know, for so long I was, you know, working in PR and marketing because that's what I thought I should do. Um, and living from a place of authenticity and vulnerability is the path that it, it is the key to everything. I mean, one of the big messages I get again and again is that my success and how things have gone for me have been, are directly related to the level at which I share vulnerably and authentically. I don't claim to have the answers. I don't know everything at all or even close. What I do is share my experiences. I allow healing energy to flow through me to support others on their healing path. And I don't ever pretend that like, oh, yeah, I've got it figured out because no one has it figured out. And we all know it. Right. So it's really refreshing to work with people who are really sincere about their path, who are really authentic in their expression about what they've experienced. And we're we're all just people doing this. Right. We're, we're following our particular path. We're following the signs. We're showing up in the best way that we can. And that's all we can ever do. 
And I believe that this craving and desire for um, congruency and authenticity is really about becoming more and more aware that we're all connected, that there is no separation, that the separation is an illusion, that my traumas are your traumas and vice versa, and that we're all on this path together to help evolve the human spirit. And that when we tell our stories freely and authentically and openly and with truth, that's something you feel. And that helps us feel more connected and reminds us as to why we're here. So I love that you're doing this work. I think it's so important to share these stories. Well, thank you. And thanks for taking part in the project, too. It's it's wonderful to have you. It's it's I'm still sort of shocked at this notion of a romance novel turning into a healing avenue. I, I love it. It's, I, I love the unexpected serendipity. Absolutely. Can you yes. maybe give some examples of healing that you've witnessed occurring through this again, unexpected work that you didn't think that you needed to do? Yeah, yeah, it's so amazing, right? I was like, who wrote this? Who scripted this life? This is ridiculous. Um, so, gosh, so many things that happened that made the novel so synchronistic and, and how this healing work came together. But repeatedly, I receive emails from folks who are like, thank you so much for sharing this while reading your novel. I really connected to my truth in this particular area. I am going to go for it now. So it's a lot of people reading it. And because they're reading um, from a place of truth, they're remembering their truth. And so there's a lot of, of folks who are reading it and like, oh, my God, thank you, because I was reminded of what I know to be true that I've been avoiding in my life. And I'm going to take action on that now. Um, the other piece for me was that I, I resisted so long um, in releasing the quest and the guidance just kept coming in stronger and stronger than it needed to be released. And within a month of it coming out as an ebook with no promotion, I just put it out there because that's what I was guided to do. Um, I was approached by director Lee Sharfstein out of New York um, and asked if I would be interested in a film option on the novel. And so what that illustrated for me, and right now they're working on the script and uh, making steps forward to have the film out, hopefully 2015, 2016. Um, what that helped me realize is that no matter how ridiculous I think the guidance is or how, how silly I think it is or how it doesn't make sense to me, and this is something that comes up a lot on my path, like that just doesn't make sense. Energy healer, author, romance novels that have healing at what? Like it doesn't make sense. But the more I surrender to what doesn't make sense, the more it goes really, really, really well for me. And, and so that's definitely something I would encourage folks to play with in their own life. Of like when you get those gut instincts to do things and it makes no possible sense to you, but it's just so strong that you need to take this action or, or do this next step or this next thing and play with it and just see what happens. Because what I'm experiencing again and again is the less sense it makes the more sense it seems to make. So really surrendering our concepts of what we think it should look like. You know, I, I had a, an idea of what I thought my career should look like. And it was definitely not energy healer romance novelist. That was not anywhere near what I was looking for. Um, but then, in, you know, folks are having amazing experiences reading the book. They're enjoying the book. They're remembering who they are. The book is optioned as a film that wasn't even on my radar. That was not even a thought in my mind. 
I've now aligned with this amazing press, White Cloud Press, to bring it out to a greater audience. We just don't know. We really don't know. And I think surrendering to the fact that we don't know, let our body be a guide, do our daily meditation, and just really keep surrendering to the fact that there is something bigger going on that we're a part of. And why not? Let's just have fun with it and follow that inspiration as it comes. What a beautiful example of getting out of your own way. Mm, Thank you. So maybe to extend that a little bit, what kinds of things do you dream about? What do you want your legacy to be, maybe? Mm, That is such a beautiful question, Andy. Thank you. Wow. I think what I dream about is surrendering further. I think that is really um, the path that I'm on to keep surrendering to whatever my path is meant to be and to really allow the healing energy to flow through me so clearly that anyone who comes into contact with me has a healing experience. So this is this has been happening for some time now where folks will even text me or email me and they will report a total shift in whatever they whatever pain they were in. And so I think you know, my, my legacy, that sounds really big to say, but um, is that I want to remind people of who they really are. And so however they come into contact with me, with my novels, with my classes, um, whatever it might be, listening to this um, interview, that they remember who they really are, which is a spirit being in human form that is here to thrive. We did not come here to be in scarcity and lack. We didn't come here to be sick. Those are all just vehicles to get us to remember who we really are. So I just really, my dream is to bring this message to as many people as it is divinely willed to be and allow as many people as possible to remember their truth and to live from that place. Because imagine a world where we're all living from a place of deservedness and wholeness and thriving and just think about how much fun that we can have and how much good we can create. And I just really feel like that is where the human spirit is evolving to. And I feel really fortunate to be part of this and be part of this journey with you, Andy, and with all of you listening, because we really get to do something big in this lifetime together. But it starts with healing, you know, ourselves, healing within and then letting that radiate out. So bringing that back to the present, uh, what kinds of things are you involved in in your world, Heather? Well, we just um, just signed the book deal with White Cloud Press. So right now, the focus is really on setting up um, 2000 from fall of 2014 on to just rock and um, putting my travel schedule together to um, be reaching out to folks and sharing healing and this message to as many people as possible. So the quest will be released in paperback um, September of 2014, and then each subsequent novel we're looking at possibly each season or one year later. Um, and so I will be going on the road to to spread this message far and wide and to do group healings. So right now, um, that's my focus on setting that up. Uh, the other piece is we have um, in January our Women's Sexual Healing Series, which has just been really profound work um, that we're doing with women to support us in healing our reproductive system. And what we're finding and what's been so amazing is that when we do, because this is really the power center for women, um, their incomes double, their creativity soars, they're having the best sex of their life. Um, Things are just really opening up in really big and beautiful ways. So we're preparing for our next group that begins January 22nd. 
Um, and then really just making sure that this quest launch rocks and, and as big as possible and really does what it's here to do. And then I'm also finishing up my third novel, And Then It Was You, to complete the quest trilogy. So that's that's my focus for now. And then, you know, tomorrow that could all change depending on what I'm guided to do. So I'm just following the flow here. Lots of stuff. Lots yeah. of stuff. That's exciting. How can our listeners engage with you, Heather? Oh, great question. Um, definitely heatherstrang.com. You'll find out everything that I'm doing there. Um, my Facebook page as well, though, is a, a hotbed of activity. I'm always posting videos and um, inspiring quotes and just reminding folks of who they are and connecting them to other high vibrational resources. So um, it's facebook.com slash hkstrang if you want to friend me on Facebook or just going to heatherstrang.com. Got my little icons at the top there. I'm also I also write a regular column on the Huffington Post, so you can connect with me that way too. Fantastic. Are there any final thoughts that you'd like to leave our listeners with about authenticity? Mm, I feel really complete. This was just so beautiful, and you held the space just awesomely um, for me, Andy. So I want to thank you so much for that. I feel like everything I wanted to share came through, and. Yeah, this is just a really gorgeous container you've created for folks. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Heather. And Heather Strang, thanks so much for sharing your inspiring stories and taking the time to be with us here today. Awesome. Thank you, Andy. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Heather Strang. You can find the show notes for this episode at acongruentlife.net slash 39 or acongruentlife.net slash Strang, which is spelled S-T-R-A-N-G. Many thanks to those that have been leaving reviews for the show. Uh, recent reviews include ETZ1970 and TW. I really appreciate TW's comment that your show is a fabulous way for people to get inspired on their drive to and from work. Great job. Thanks, TW. That's exactly the point, and I'm glad that you're finding it inspiring. If you're enjoying what we're doing here, I'd really appreciate it if you take a quick moment to leave a review for A Congruent Life, which you can do at acongruentlife.net slash iTunes or acongruentlife.net slash Stitcher. Thanks so much. Big thanks to audible.com for supporting A Congruent Life. If you're a fan of great audio content, you'll love Audible. I myself have been listening to Audible for many years. Audible's offering A Congruent Life listeners a free audiobook download, which you can access at aclbook.com. Once again, thanks for listening to A Congruent Life. I really appreciate your support. I'm really excited about the people that I've been connecting with lately for the show and looking forward to sharing our conversations with all of you. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to A Congruent Life. For more, please visit us on the web at acongruentlife.net. Do you have feedback about the show or suggestions for future guests? Please contact us through the website or send an email to feedback at a congruent life.net. See you next time.